What's up, everybody? It is Casey Gisplay here. We are live for Play by Play, coming to you until 1 o'clock. We've got a busy, fun-filled, jam-packed show coming your way over the next 90 minutes, and we hope that you all enjoy. In 15 minutes, we've got our regular Friday coaches interview with Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche Baseball. Um, they are playing pretty well. I'm not going to lie to you. They are in their swampland season. They've gotten a couple of wins here, swinging the bats pretty well, replacing some of the guys that they have to replace. Big old graduating senior group, but they're making some things work. So we will have Chandler on to talk about all of that. Also, some signees there. Ben Martin signed. Uh, Josh Pierce is about to sign. Maybe a couple of others scattered here and there who are going to be part of some college programs going forward. We'll have that. At noon, we'll have Cornell Scott with the Ellender Memorial Patriots basketball team. Ellender is always, 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 always in the thick of the state championship chase, but they too had a big graduating senior group. There's no such thing as like rebuilding at Ellender, right? They're going to just have other kids who are going to be very talented and very gifted. We'll ask Coach Scott about what that process is looking like over at Ellender at noon. 12-15, we'll talk about the NBA Finals and Super Regionals and all those cool things that are going on this weekend. It's a very busy weekend in sports. Um, uh, we've got a lot of college baseball that'll be on the tube, a lot of NBA Finals action. you got Boston leading Golden State 2-1. to one. Uh, MLB is roaring into high gear, so we're excited about that as well. Then at 12-30, we've got our weekend predictions, and then we've got our betting picks at the bottom of the show. But... Before we get into some high school talk, right, let's do this. Let's break into, um, let's see if I could find the dog on schedule now. We're struggling. All right, here we go. Let's break into the E.D. White Summer, uh, Capital One Summer Hoops Fest, which will be at E.D. White throughout the weekend. Friday, Saturday games, they're using both gyms. Just a who's who of just about everybody in the area is there. So if you want to go watch some local high school basketball, go on out to E.D. White. Both gyms will be rolling throughout the weekend. Today, and this is today's action. I'll kind of read you the schedule. Today at noon, you got Central Catholic taking on Thibodeau in the main gym, Berwick taking on North Lake Christian in the auxiliary gym. That'll be some really good matchups there. Central Catholic and Thibodeau is one to watch. At 1 o'clock, Central Catholic will be taking on Rumble in the main gym. Berwick will be taking on HL Bourgeois in the auxiliary gym. At 2, Shaw will be taking on Thibodeau in the main gym. St. Charles Catholic will be taking on North Lake, Chis uh, North Lake Christian excuse me, in the auxiliary gym. 3 o'clock, Rumble will be taking on Thibodeau in the main gym, HL Bourgeois, and North Lake Christian in the auxiliary gym. Uh, Berwick at 4 o'clock will be taking on Assumption in the main gym. Central Catholic of Morgan City will be taking on Hannon in the auxiliary gym. At 5 o'clock, the host Cardinals will take the floor for the first time in the weekend in the main gym. Shaw will be taking on E.D. White. Then in the auxiliary gym, you got St. Charles taking on South Lafouche. So 5 o'clock, you get our first look at Coach Brody Williams and the South Lafouche Tarpons and Brandon Daniels and all those great pieces that the Tarpons have in place. But also you get a look at a very, very good Shaw team. Saw them a couple of times last year. Don't know what all they returned from their squad last year, but cool, goodness gracious, they were excellent a year ago. Played with such pace, such tempo. And they'll be taking on an E.D. White team who I saw a couple days ago play Vanderbilt. They're stout. They're going to play sound fundamentally be very disciplined. They're going to do a lot of things well. 6 o'clock, you get Rumble versus Sumption in the main gym. You get HL Bourgeois versus Hannon in the auxiliary gym. 7 o'clock, E.D. White's back on the floor, taking on St. Charles Catholic in the main gym. South Lafouche will be taking on the aforementioned Shaw Eagles in the auxiliary gym. That's at 7 o'clock. 
Then at 8 o'clock, the nightcaps, you got Assumption versus E.D. White in the main gym and then Hannon versus South Lafouche in the auxiliary gym. That's the schedule for the games today. Tomorrow, guess what? We're doing it all over again. At 10 o'clock, you got Rumble versus Ellender in the main gym, Patterson versus Hannon in the auxiliary gym. 11 o'clock, HL Bourgeois versus Ellender in the main gym, Berwick versus St. Charles in the auxiliary gym. Noon, North Lake Christian versus Patterson in the main gym, Assumption versus Hannon in the auxiliary gym. 1 o'clock, the Ellender Patriots are back on the floor taking on E.D. White in the main gym, Assumption taking on Central Catholic in the auxiliary gym. 2 o'clock, Rumble versus Berwick in the main gym, H.L. Bourgeois versus Patterson in the auxiliary gym. 3 o'clock, Hannon versus St. Charles Catholic in the main gym, North Lake Christian versus South Lafouche in the auxiliary gym. 4 o'clock, Rumble versus E.D. White in the main gym, and then we've got Come on now. My phone's not cooperating with me. I'll tell you the rest of the Saturday schedule in just a second as my phone allows. We've got Central Catholic versus South Lafouche in the auxiliary gym. That's at 4 o'clock tomorrow. 5 o'clock, Assumption versus HL Bourgeois in the main gym. Central Catholic versus St. Charles Catholic in the auxiliary gym. And then finally, North Lake Christian versus E.D. White at 6 o'clock in the main gym. Berwick versus South Lafouche at 6 o'clock in the auxiliary gym. That's your schedule of games for the weekend that will be coming over at E.D. White, we look forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. You get a chance to see a lot of basketball, a lot of teams in our area, a lot of teams that will be competing uh, to get better, and then a lot of teams that will be you know, just trying to test some things out. That's what summer sports and summer basketball is for. Trial and error, test some things out, see what sticks, see what works, and um, you know, look forward to seeing Thibodeau, look forward to seeing Ellender, look forward to seeing, you know, I've already seen E.D. White, looking forward to see you know, the Tarpons and a lot of the different teams and what they could bring to the table in the upcoming season. Now, we've got another football schedule to go through with you all today before our first break. And in our first break, we'll go to Chandler Guitros at South Lafouche, as we mentioned. If you guys hear any, like, backdrop noise or whatever, like, we're not moving furniture here in the studio. It's just storming. That's going to be thunder and different things that you'll hear. The rain hitting the tin on our roof. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's storming out there. So, hope everybody's staying dry and staying safe. Our next high school football schedule that we're going to roll through today will be Covenant Christian Academy. Covenant Christian is an interesting place. You know, little local private school. They're coached by Coach Mathern. Um, they have a little bit of turnover. They're replacing quarterback, replacing some skill guys, whatever it may be, a little bit of turnover. But we had Coach Mathern on a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, man, like we think we've still got some dudes. We think we're still going to be able to play. And we certainly don't doubt that that's going to be the case. But they open up their season at home with Thrive Academy. That'll be a matchup at 1A versus 1A. CCA will be matching up against Thrive Academy at home. And remember, they play their home games at Nichols State University, which is such a luxury, right? That's such a cool thing, the fact that those kids at CCA get the opportunity on Thursdays or Fridays or whenever they line up their home games to play at John L. Guidry Stadium. That's a big luxury and a big coup that CCA has in their program. Week two, the Lions will be traveling to take on Homa Christian. This is a game of significance for a couple of reasons. Um, a, I think it's a winnable game for CCA, right? Homa Christian's kind of been in transition. But B, it renews a big rivalry. Like these are the two little private schools in Homa. One's on one side of town, one's on the other side of town. And it's a friendly rivalry, right? Like they're not going to be, you know, punch punching and shoving and he'll fighting and everything during it's not that type of rivalry there's a lot of mutual respect there but it is a rivalry nonetheless and it's an opportunity to renew that rivalry because the teams that stopped playing one another for a little bit 
And I don't think that's good for either school. Right? I don't think that's good for either school. I don't like when rivalry matchups get broken up. I like when South Lafouche plays Central Lafouche. I don't like when the storm and COVID and everything washes that game out. I don't like when, you know, uh, Terrebonne can't play HL Bourgeois at something. You know, I like to see that matchup. So CCA will be renewing their rivalry with Homa Christian. And I guess another example that I could give you for rivalries being broken up. I don't like when Vanderbilt doesn't play E.D. White. That matchup hasn't happened the last couple years in football, and it stinks, man. We like to see those premier headline matchups. So CCA will be traveling to take on Homa Christian in week two, renewing that rivalry. Week three, CCA will be taking on Morgan City. That's a big game for Covenant Christian. That's a big game. Let me tell you why. Because, A, they're playing up to a 4A opponent, which means they get a bunch of points just for showing up. B, Morgan City historically, and I'm going to go and try to pull up their schedule here to tell you if that's going to still be the case this year. Historically, Morgan City opens up the season playing like some really small, non-competitive schools. See, this year they kind of tightened it up a little bit. They're playing Berwick, Generet, CCA. So they've kind of tightened things up a little bit. They've scheduled a little bit tougher this year. Um, But either way, Morgan City is going to get a win or two out of that. So you get that plus the potential of, you know, getting points for playing up. And then if you somehow go out there and upset them, like that could be a really big game for Covenant Christian PowerPoint wise. Um, So that week four matchup, I think, is going to matter a lot for them. Week five, they're hosting Hanson Memorial, which will be, um, excuse me, week four, they'll be um, traveling and take on Central Catholic in their district opener. My bad. Central Catholic athletes man they got dudes all over it's such a great athletic program they are good at just about everything they've got a really good baseball program boys basketball is exceptional girls basketball is always playoff bound and has won championships football there is always very good making pushes so that'll be a tough one there week five cca will be hosting hanson memorial that'll be a, a, a district matchup there Week six, they're traveling to take on Vermilion Catholic. Vermilion Catholic's usually pretty strong. Week seven is another district matchup hosting Highland Baptist. Then week eight is a non-district game home against Ascension Catholic. That'll be a challenge. I remember G telling me, G Cassard, that is, who's the baseball coach out there at Ascension Catholic. I remember him telling me uh, we were actually sitting at the E.D. White Boys Basketball Gym when South Lafouche played Ascension Catholic in the E.D. White Tournament. I remember asking him, I said, G, Tell me about y'all athletic program a little bit. And he was saying, you know, hey, boys basketball, we're athletic. We're trying to build it together. Baseball's pretty strong. But then he told me, hey, look, man, our football team's really, really good. And it's going to be really, really good for a while. It's talking about some of the athletes and the guys that they had in space and the playmakers that they had. So that'll be a big test for CCA. That's in week eight, taking on Ascension Catholic. But it will be at home over at Nichols State University. Week nine, the Lions will be traveling to take on Generet. That'll be another district matchup for CCA. And then week 10, they close out the regular season hosting Centerville. So that'll be a showdown matchup there between CCA and Centerville. All in all, the Lions will be trying to compete to get into the postseason in Division 4, a postseason bracket that has grown in recent years, right? There are more private school teams or select school teams. I shouldn't say private school. Y'all correct me. If, if you guys hear me on the show say private school team, Shoot me a message on Twitter or, you know, shoot me a a text or whatever it may be. Get a hold of me. Make sure I stop saying that because it's not private school teams. It's select school teams because now it's 
open enrollment schools and charter schools and magnet schools. And those aren't necessarily private schools, but they're now considered to be in the select school side of things in Division Four. So that'll be a bracket that'll be competitive to get into because it was a competitive bracket to get into even before all of the additions. And that'll be even more so competitive for CCA and all the other schools in Division Four. It's play-by-play. Let's thank our sponsors. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. What about Southland Dodge and Homa? Our industrial power systems for all your engine or generator needs because power is our middle name. How about Dufriend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs? And Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Taste Like Home. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back here on Play by Play. We're going to Chandler Guitros with the South Lafouche High School baseball team. We'll be right back after this break. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime anywhere 24 hours a day seven days a week planning an event visit joe septic at bizcom.net with locations in cutoff thibodeau fushaw abbeville and reserve yep it's that time of year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and night in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's activities for the rodeo on friday we have dj frozen we also have a cornhole tournament followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. 
That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne Bone General is providing innovative healthcare solutions. Visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We are into our second segment of the show, which will take us to the phone lines for the first time. We're we'll be spending about the next 15 minutes with Chandler Guitros, the South Foosh High School baseball coach. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good, man. Just kind of peeking out the window to make sure that we don't get enough rain to cancel our practice today, but it's not looking so good. I was just about to say, if if you guys' practice would be at our radio studio, it certainly wouldn't be looking good. I hope it clears out for you all today, though. Um, sure. Yesterday was a fun day to be on campus, sure, with graduation, but I'm sure it was also a little bit of a bittersweet day, man, because you're seeing, you know, Jonah Kale and, you know, Darren and, all these guys, you know, Gavin's the, the MC of this, the event yesterday did such an excellent job. All those dudes are your dudes, and, and now, you know, hey, they're officially gone, man. Yeah, and it's hard every year. It's just uh, this year the, the volume, you know, the amount of kids uh, that uh, are leaving our program that we spend so much time with. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the profession for 10 years uh, so far. Every senior class you lose is difficult uh, just because of the relationships more than anything. Uh, you know, the relationships you have with anybody. Uh, so to lose 15 all at once, man, it's absolutely it's bittersweet. But we're just so happy uh, for those kids, so proud of those kids. And I think our community is going to be getting some great community members uh, coming out in the years to come. Very good. And in terms of uh, your your program, you guys uh, sent one off to the next level this past week. And I know Josh had already made his decision. But Ben's going off to Alcorn. Uh, nice signing the other day on campus, and I know you got to be awfully proud of him for everything that he's been able to accomplish. Now he's going off to D1 for your university, man. Yeah, I'm uh, very happy for Ben, and Ben's the kind of uh, guy, you know, he had it in his head he was going to play college baseball, so he was very proactive as far as uh, going to showcases, and his parents and his brother helped out a lot, going to showcases, making video, uh, sending video out to every coach uh, around. I mean, uh, you know, uh, so he was very proactive. He was determined that he was going to play college baseball, and he went out and uh, got that dream for himself. So we're very uh, happy for him, very proud of him. And, look, Ben's been a good player for us these last two years. He was, uh, you know, uh, he didn't hit in the lineup two years ago, but he was a starter for 90% of our games on defense. So we're losing a two-year starter in him. Alcorn State's getting a good one and just going to be a great teammate and a great locker room guy for them, and he's going to be able to, uh, I think, perform well at that level. Very good. So let's talk about your uh, upcoming team playing some summer ball right now. Saw you against Thibodeau and made, you know, some some summer mistakes, right? Some walks, some hit batters, whatever it may be. But then I know you guys have played since then. I've kind of cleaned some of that up and I've found the winner's circle a little bit. Talk about the way you guys played this past week. Yeah, this week we had Ellender on Monday and uh, we threw Luke Sanibal on the mound that game and he really had a dominant performance. Got hit up a little, uh, a little bit in the first inning but ended up with a complete game, gave up two runs, uh, three walks, I believe four hits. Uh, so really just an all-around great performance. Um, if we just clean up with him, the first pitch strikes instead of fighting from behind so much, it could have been an even better performance. But that's stuff to work with. His first ever varsity start, I thought he did a great job. 
And uh, we hit the heck out of the ball. Uh, Hayden Colley had a double and a triple. Jacob Kira had a big home run to center field. Uh, really just an all-around great game. We didn't make an error defensively. We threw strikes and we hit the ball. Uh, against Thibodeau, we carried the offense over, but not so much the defense. When we played those guys again on Tuesday, uh, we ended up we were leading late and we ended up losing 13-10. to 10. Uh, And it's just, you know, uh, a lot of our top-line guys through this weekend, so we were giving other guys shots on the mound. We got hit a little bit. Uh, you know, walks and errors, but I um, mean, you know, offensively, we scored 10 runs against a good team. So, uh, little things we got to clean up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that we're going to be okay going forward. And uh, those guys, most of those guys aren't playing in a tournament this weekend. So, we'll be able to see a Mason Buzzard early next week against HL Bourgeois uh, and more of our top line guys. We start next week with HL Bourgeois and South Terrebonne. So, uh, very quality competition, and we'll look to get a little bit more consistency on the mound in those games. So, you know, is what you're seeing a little bit surprising? And what I mean by that is, you know, I remember earlier in the offseason, you were saying, well, you know, offensively, we're going to just have to kind of figure some stuff out. You know, bunt and run, hit and run, you know, like we're going to have to manufacture some stuff. Well, this past week, you scored 22 runs in two games, man. So is it is it a little bit of a surprise to you, the fact that maybe it's the, the offense a little bit ahead of the defense right now? Um, I actually am. Yes. Uh, just because it's not that it's not doubting the kids. We've had a lot of success with these kids, but it would have been the first time that they ever see varsity pitching. Okay. So, uh, you really don't know what you're going to get or how long that adjustment is going to take. Are we going to be popping balls or, uh, up or rolling over more, uh, than actually squaring baseballs up. And our kids really hadn't missed a beat, you know? Uh, so, uh, kudos to them. We knew we had good players, but Jacob Curral was the only one with varsity experience. Uh, we got guys like Hayden Kale, Luke Sanimo, uh, it's really doing well at the top of our lineup. Then uh, once we get past our uh, our top four, our five, six hole, uh, those last two RBI spots in the lineup, uh, the other day we have Mason Buzigard going two for three and Jack Lede going three for three. Uh, so it's really just uh, been really tremendous to see them make that adjustment so quickly with the sticks. We talked in the last Friday interview about doing the little things maybe a little better. And, you know, we talked about holding on runners and, you know, whatever it may be or – you know, situationally, if there's a runner at third base in less than two outs, hey, you got to put the ball in play. And, you know, a lot of that's going to come with practice time. And, and, you know, some of those practice reps are going to come during summer games and, you know, that live fire. Situationally in the past week, were you guys better? It was a lot better, man. And even whenever we practice right now, we're trying to get more scrimmage time in than actually drill work and stuff like that. So it's, it's more explaining game situations. And I think we definitely are getting better uh, between another bunk up, just first and thirds a little bit. Doing Luke Sanibel actually did a tremendous job the other day. Um, in the first game against Thibodeau, when they stole off of him a lot, he was about a 1-8 to the plate. To whereas this week, whenever he uh, got a start against Terrebonne, he was more of a 1-2, 1-3, which it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a huge, huge jump for him. So... Uh, just cleaning up little things like that, making sure we're charting it, tracking it, and uh, making sure we're making the kids aware of it. And, the, uh, you know, whenever you chart things and give them, you know, actual data and showing what you're doing, that goes a long way for a kid than just guessing, hey, you're doing better, you know. So uh, what we're trying to do with our pitchers, and Coach Buck does a good job charting, tracking, and giving those guys kind of a heads up of what they're doing and where they could improve. So definitely some good things this week. Depth chart wise, one through nine. I know that you're not going to have like your lineup officially carved out, but in terms of like you know, all right, in, who's in contention to be the starting right fielder or you know the starting second baseman or whatever it may be, do you have kind of some of those ideas, or is it a situation where you just figure it out as you get closer? Because like for example, last year you kind of had a good idea of what it was going to be, but 
there were some changes too, right? I, I remember Ducey was getting some looks in the outfield and he ended up having the DH. And it's like, I guess, you know, what I'm asking is, is how much of a, of an idea of what it's going to look like next February do you have right now? Um, it's getting clear. And right now, offensively, I'm letting all the seniors hit uh, at least the first portion of the summer. Just, you know, I think they deserve the first shot at it. And uh, situation-wise, I think first base is a spot that's going to be really big for us to, uh, you know, to fill. Right now we got Mason Buzzigard taking the majority of the reps there. Well, Mason Buzzigard is also probably going to be our number one or number two pitcher, so we need another guy there getting reps. So even though we're breaking in a new guy at a position, it's also important that we break in two guys at those positions. You know, um, second base, we think that it could be Luke Sanimo, but if Luke Sanimo has to move to shortstop or third because of who's pitching, we got to get a Jacob Pierce or even if Mason has to slide over there or, uh, you know, just different things like that. Jacob Kirill, we think he's going to be our shortstop. He'll probably be our number one or two pitcher who fills in at shortstop. So those depth-building things are really going to be uh, key to us. We're going to have to have multiple guys platooning in and out. It's not just going to be, uh, you know, last year we pretty much played 10 to 11 guys uh, throughout the season. I think that we're going to need to uh, have a little bit more depth uh, with that. And uh, with breaking in so many new guys to positions, it's, uh, you know, it's, tough to get reps to everybody right now, you know, because you only play in a couple of games a week, but you also need to be able to see it uh, as coaches, different people in different spots, and as far as the heavy, heavy rep stuff and where we're going to be drilling this guy at first base, drilling at second base, that's going to come in uh, practice in four and ones as we get ready for next season. Right now it's about us getting eyes and seeing guys and how they handle different spots. My favorite type of player coach is, you know, is that MLB utility guy where, you know, he could play first and third. He could also play the corners on, in the outfield and, you know, he could do whatever, you know, maybe play a little second base. Do you have any of that type of utility guy, that kid where you say, hey, man, look, wherever we need you on any given game, we could put you in that spot? Uh, Jacob Kirill, sure. I, I, I think uh, he's probably our guy that could play anywhere we ask him to. Right now we think he could play it short, but if we're lacking at third base and we have another guy that can handle short, he could definitely go take that. Sure. He played outfield for us. Uh, Luke Sanibal, I think, could do a little bit of it all. I think a uh, little Jacob Pierce, man, uh, shoot. Uh, he's uh, If you blink, you'll miss him, man. He's, he's a little old guy, but he, he gives you everything he's got, and he's going to be a force in the middle of our infield. But he's also playing some outfield with another team he plays for in the summer, and we think he's doing really well there, or we hear he's doing really well there. Um, you know, different guys like that. We got a, a freshman coming in, a kid named Josh Mack, who – He's gonna push. Uh, he's gonna push our catcher. Uh, he's a catcher, but he also might get innings in the outfield for us at the varsity level if he hits to that level. So, it's uh, you know, it's really just about finding the best nine bats and uh, whatever the puzzle pieces you gotta move around on that day based on who's pitching. Uh, my philosophy in high school has always been find the best nine bats you can and go try to score some runs. Yeah, very very good. In terms of pitching, uh, I know that, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, off the air, you know, hey, man, we got to find some dudes, you know, to build up some of that depth. Um, how important is it going to be the next couple of weeks to, you know, you're starting to see some guys throwing some strikes and getting some outs there? It's huge. I mean, we uh, we just saw the other day we had a good lead against Thibodeau. We given a – not a good – we had a two, three-run lead against Thibodeau late in the game, and we're giving different guys shots, and we're going to see who can perform in that situation and who can't or who uh, needs more work there. Um, you know, right now, the guys who I thought would be my top, our top three arms heading into next year, uh, Jacob Kirill, we said we weren't going to pitch him at all. Well, next week, they, they don't play this weekend. Next week, he might get an, an, an inning or two out there just to get some uh, live game work. Uh, Mason Buzzigard has thrown two innings for us out of the three games just to give him a little look because he pitches on the weekends as well. 
And Austin Kirill had a little uh, little nagging injury, and he got sick this week, so he hadn't pitched at all for us. So uh, right now, we we just seeing different guys. I thought Luke Sanimo did a great job the other day uh, in relief. We we just got to find guys that could get outs, you know. And uh, you know, I think that we have a little wild card as a kid in Hayden Colley, who was all of a sudden uh, you know throwing better in his flag ground bullpens. He hadn't pitched in a real game in a year or two, uh, but he throws hard, and uh, that's going to be a guy that we probably going to want to take a look at because i mean we need every every available option that we can last year you guys had you know guys that were would go deep in the games pierce could almost get you seven every time he walked out do share me the same even darren when he was on was kind of the same is this year going to be a situation where you know you almost are piggybacking guys where okay well this one's going to get two innings this one's going to get three innings like is it gonna, i'm not going to say all bullpen games of course that's unrealistic but is it a situation where we could see more kind of staff games from your from your crew on the mound yeah and uh i was just talking with coach ass on the way to the, the game the other day and we were thinking like there might be several games where every time that we flip a lineup over when we're uh pitching against him we might throw a different guy if if we don't have four true starters that you know, you can depend on for five innings in that game. That might be something that we're definitely going to have to look at and actually plan for. Uh, right now, I think that just due to the uh, the experience that they have and the velocity that they throw with, I think that uh, Jacob Curell and Mason Buzigard for sure could be two guys that you could, you know, kind of depend on to be guys that will eat up a lot of innings for you. And then after that, it's a lot of guys either with zero or little experience or just not overwhelming stuff yet that we could, uh, you know, say, hey, let's go uh, pitching three times around the lineup against South Terrebonne and expect not to get hit hard, you know. So uh, we'll just see. We'll play it, uh, kind of see where the, where the chips fall after this summer. Uh, definitely like the guys that we got, uh, but it, it definitely might be a little bit more bullpen games and flipping lineups over than we're used to seeing. I know we tried to have you off before noon and we're right up against that, but very quickly, Coach, is anybody going to beat Tennessee in college baseball? But man, I just don't see it. I don't think so. <laughs> no, man. They uh, they just loaded, man. I mean, as baseball, anything could happen. Uh, the best team definitely does not always win in baseball. Uh, in fact, I'd almost argue uh, not not as often as you think that it's the best team that wins a championship in baseball. But I think they are that far ahead of everyone else that they'll just uh, shoot. They might not lose another game the rest of the way, Case. I, that's kind of how I feel about it. I saw on FanDuel they were plus 190 odds to win the College World Series. I was like, okay, bet. I'll take that. Anyway, thanks so much for the time, brother. <laughs> All right, dude, you have a good one. You too. That is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing a good job, as always. I heard the bell ring, so it was my time to depart with Coach Chandler and wish him well on his day. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to have Cornell Scott of the Ellen the Patriots basketball team talking about some things his team is looking to get accomplished over the summer. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jesclair here. We thank Chandler Guitros for his time in the last segment of the show. Now we go to the phone lines again where we have Ellender Memorial Boys basketball coach, Coach Cornell Scott. Coach, good afternoon, hey. my friend. How are you? Good, good. How y'all doing, man? Doing fine, man. Uh, busy time of the year. You guys are testing yourselves, playing all over the area and you know, getting some work. How's the Patriots summer going, buddy? Man, well, I think I think we're going pretty good. You know, it's the summertime, so I'm trying to acclimate some new kids to the system. Uh, but it looks very promising. You know, I, I think we we'll have a good class coming in. Every coach kind of has a different mindset over the summer. Some of them say, "Hey, you know, we're going to bring 20 guys. We're going to play them all. If we win, awesome. If not, to heck with it. It's a summer game." Other coaches say, "Hey, you know, we're going to try to learn how to win. You know, we're going to try to hammer down some situational stuff and different things like that." How does Ellender approach the summer? Uh, I'm kind of twofold with that. I kind of uh, I play a lot of kids, and I play a lot of kids in some uh, pressure situations. But you know, I'm not worried. about my record when I start next year is going to be zero zero. So you know, wins and losses for us during the summer is not a, a big thing. We just want to play, compete, and uh, you know, let's say like we in one of those tough games. You know, I may leave some guys in there that that normally uh, wouldn't play in those kind of situations, but I want to see how they handle themselves and uh, see if they could produce for me. You know, because let's say one of my main guys go out, you know, uh, they may be in a situation where they got a situation where they have to step up and uh, take care of. It. Yeah, no doubt. That's very well said. Tomorrow, you guys are going to be over at Ed White and be playing. Let's see, Rumble, HL Bourgeois, and Ed White. So you got some uh, some competition against some uh, quality foes. What are some yeah. things you guys are looking to get accomplished tomorrow over in Thibodeau? 
Uh, I'm just looking to really uh, just, like I say, just get my guys uh, in, in a game-type atmosphere during the summer, you know, uh, let them play and, you know, kind of letting some kids figure it out, you know. Then then that, that kind of tells me, you know, where, where their mental capacity is and, you know, if they can handle, you know, playing our style of ball. Let's talk to us about how things have gone so far. I know you said you guys are playing pretty well and finding some success. Uh, do you have, like, a record or anything, like a, like a win-loss record that you could share? Uh, I think right now, because uh, we're in two leagues. We're in our league, and uh, we're in a league in uh, in Bonneville. You know, right now, Bonneville, we're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, We lost a tough one to uh, John Eric the other day by two. Uh, but then in our league, uh, we we are 3-1. and one. Yep. So okay. We're doing pretty good. Very, very good. Um, Coach, I know that the last time we had you on on the sports corner, you said, hey, man, you know, we're going to schedule everybody. We're going to test ourselves. We're going to play the best of the best. Who are some of those opponents that you got on your upcoming schedule that you could share? Uh, man, we're going to uh, the Don Redding tournament in, uh, in Monroe. You know, uh, I think we have, um, man, if I can name some of those teams, uh, I'm at a loss right now. But I know we, we're still going to, like, the uh, Sunkiss tournament. We're still going there playing. We're pretty much playing the same teams that we did last year, like um, Madison Prep. We have Madison Prep. We have uh, John. John Eric is going to be on our schedule. Um, and just some, some pretty quality teams, yeah. Yeah, very good. Coach, in terms of uh, some LHSAA stuff, you know, the, the, the LHSAA has defined what a select school is in more detailed terms. So, the charter schools are gone. The magnet schools are gone. The open enrollment schools are gone. They're all on the select side of things. What yeah. are your thoughts about that? That's a big move, man. And look, for me, I think, you know, hey, well, now the apples are going to be playing the apples. I think it's maybe a more level playing field. But on the public side of things now, there's not going to be nearly as many teams. No, there's not. Because there are a lot of those schools. Uh, like, I think uh, Landry Walker, I think that was one of those schools. Or, you know, uh, you know some of those schools, those magnet schools, they are able to pull from that whole that whole total area. You know, I was kind of looking at that list, and I'm like, well, yep, this school recruits, that school recruits because they're able to because they can take anybody from their area. Yeah, and in terms, I mean, I know what your answer is going to be. You're going to say, man, Casey, we don't care, we play whoever. But do you think that this is good or bad for for what's going on? Uh, you know, for for some schools that that aren't and that don't have a lot in their area, that may be better for them. You know, uh, because they have to play with who comes from their feet of school. You know, uh, some of those uh, bigger schools or some of those schools that are magnets or charters and uh, and the private schools, you know, they could take anybody that's kind of close to them or, you know, have them come in and play. You know, so I think it's going to kind of level it out. You know, I'd like to see how that's going to look next year because then then we'll be able to tell, you know, what kind of effect it has. Yeah, I think that's fair. Coach, there's been such a, a discussion on social media about the NBA game today and if it's helping or hurting the younger levels. Because you watch the Warriors play, Steph Curry, or, well, not Steph Curry, but other guys will get all the way to the rim and then pitch it out to the corners and they'll give up a layup to shoot a three-pointer. And, you know, it becomes very interesting because, you know, hey, those guys could do that. But at the high school level, they're seeing that can't do that like, what are your thoughts about that? How do you get the kids to play within themselves and not based on what they're seeing on TV? Well, uh, the bench does a, a wonders for that because, <laughs> you know, uh, those kids who think that they can shoot, and, and uh, I mean, we played the other day, 
And uh, my kids had 10 straight possessions where they shot 10 threes. And I think we made one of them. And, and that is horrible. You know, and that's my thing. You know, we're, we're going to work on, on every aspect of the game, but don't limit yourself to only shooting threes. Those are professional players, and they spend hours on hours on hours shooting. You know, y'all may come in the gym and, and practice for an hour and a half and think that you're the next Steph Curry, but uh, they, they work outside of practice, and they, they train for that. So, uh, you know, we're trying to stay within ourselves, and I'm trying to get them to understand and that's how, what the kind of thing that we're trying to figure out right now is like, you know, who are my shooters and, you know, what what am, what am I best at? Yeah, no doubt about that. Tell us about this because you guys have been to the state championship game in recent years. You guys have made deep playoff runs. And, like, as coaches and as, you know, analysts, we kind of focus on, okay, well, it's all about, you know, the best players and it's all about, you know, the, the type of defense they run and the press and their man-to-man defense or whatever. But truly, Coach, I think games are won and lost in a couple of different ways. I think it's who's making the most free throws, who's getting the most offensive rebounds, like who's diving on the floor for the loose balls. Like You've been at that championship's level. How important are all of those little bitty, teeny tiny things that no one thinks about when it terms to winning those playoff games? Oh, it's, it's, that, that's real big. And, and I tell most people on my championship run, uh, that wasn't my most talented team. That's just the team that worked the hardest out of all of them. I, I had some pretty talented teams. But uh, doing those little dirty things, you know, like diving for the ball, you know, playing defense, you know, sacrificing your uh, defense, I mean, sacrificing your offense to play defense, you know, I think that that becomes big because that's where, that's where most, of your, most of your games are, are won, you know, in those trenches, you know, uh, working and doing the dirty work. So uh, I think that that's, that's real big and, uh, you know, more kids focus on that, you know, you'll probably see high-level games. I know I don't know who you root for in the NFL. I'd assume the Saints or maybe somebody else, but I know that you're going to be a, a, at least a small part of 49ers fan this coming year, man. I know we're also happy for Tay. Have you spoken to him since he got that signing? Oh yeah, I've talked to him a couple of times, man. I'm so proud of him. Uh, and you know, we, you know, we root for the Saints, but you know, uh, when the 49ers play, I think that'll be the only time I'll be uh, neutral on that one because uh, you know we want to see my guy do well. Yeah, no doubt about that. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. We, we hope to see you tomorrow, okay? Yes, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Cornell Scott with the Ellen Patriots basketball team doing a good job as always. They're going to be younger, right? You know, They're going to be younger. They're, they've got some pieces that they've got to replace. They've got some dudes that are not used to starting, and you know they're kind of breaking in some new pieces. But here's the thing about Ellen. Like, whoever the next guy is is going to be really, really good, really, really talented and really, really battle-tested. It's going to be a kid that's going to have played high-level middle school. It's going to be a kid that played high, that has played high-level AAU, and it's going to be a kid that is not going to be afraid to step in as a ninth or 10th grader and make an impact. How often have we seen it? Hell, the, the last group that they just graduated, those are all kids that have been playing since they were in ninth grade, and they weren't afraid. Preston Borda was playing as a freshman, was not scared of anything. So that's just the type of kid that they have there. I look forward to seeing them again being in contention in the upcoming year it's play-by-play when we get out of this break we've got an addition it's not a surprising addition we've got Damian St. Pierre who'll be coming up for his usual Friday play-by-play interview we'll get to him out of this break you're listening to PBP on KLEB we'll be right back after this you're listening to KLEB 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, 
Have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control need you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Playing some Mariano Rivera music because our last guest will be our final guest of the week. Our closer, so to speak, that'll be Damien St. Pierre with Golden Medal Middle School Basketball, South Lafouche Flash, and all the other cool stuff that Damien does. Coach St. Pierre, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Case is good to be on, man. It looks like we can't get a, a regular week going on, but we're here, so that's all that matters, right? Yep, no doubt about that, brother. Um, the NBA Finals are rolling right now, and... Um, you know, a lot of folks thought going in, like, hey, oh, Golden State's going to roll past these dudes. You know, Boston struggled in the East, you know, had two seven-game series. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not sure the Warriors are going to win another game. Like, Boston looks more athletic. Boston looks bigger. Well, not looks bigger. They are bigger. And they don't seem to be frazzled by what situation they're in. They've got enough tough and gutsy guys like Marcus Smart and guys like that who just are kind of leading them through they're up two games to one, and who knows what may happen the rest of the way. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I also wouldn't be surprised if just Boston just took care of the next two games and got out of here because they look like they are much more athletic, and the only thing the Warriors have to rely on is their shot making and just their experience of having been there before. Look, I was a Golden State and six guy coming in. I thought that was kind of going to be like a clear-cut kind of deal right there. But Boston is playing at a ridiculous level. I didn't think Boston would be able to consistently score with Golden State, and it seems like the opposite's happening. It seems like Boston's defensive, uh, just be playing defense the way they do, up and uh, very aggressively. 
um, aggravating people. It seems like that's having a more of an effect on Golden State than what I thought it was. And look, at the end of the day, Boston is scoring. They're shooting tremendously, um, especially game one. I kept waiting for that lull. Hey, Boston's going to miss a couple shots. Golden State's going to come back. You're going to trade twos for threes. And that never happened. Boston just kept going, kept the pressure going, kept the pressure going, and they just never missed. And if you never miss, you, you can't – and you play defense the way that they play, it's hard to lose. But again and again, on the backside, if Golden State catches fire, they're hard to deal with. So I wouldn't count them out yet, but definitely at the pendulum is swinging towards Boston. You know, I'm not a fan of either side here, uh, but i tell you one thing that I think is cool is the fact that and, you know, maybe I'm wrong for thinking this. And you know what? Now that I'm kind of thinking about it before, I'm saying I probably am wrong in saying this. But I just think that it's cool that in today's world where everything is so politically correct and you can't do this and you can't do that and, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that, I think it's cool that there's an old-school crowd like Boston where you show up and they're going to just give you hell for three hours. They don't care about anything. But watching that, it, it, it felt like an old-school Mid-South wrestling crowd. They just scream and chant. They don't care at all. That's, they were giving it to Kyrie in, in the, the previous round, and that's exactly what I felt like, kind of watching, watching some old-school wrestling at the, at the, at the Galliano Centerplex or the Cut-Up Youth Center, just people yelling at, at the players and them kind of even giving it back to them. And it, stuff like that wears on you. And if you play in a team that, that just doesn't, again, doesn't miss, they're, not, they're playing offensively well at the moment to go along with the, the great defense that they played all season, it doesn't bode well for for a team trying to come in there and, and you know kind of be pretty and make shots. They're just a t- Boston's just a tougher team right now, and there's not much that Golden State can do about it, aside from having uh, you know about four or five technicals that maybe even Boston's kind of willing that way, uh, maybe even uh, going a little bit further to uh, to get a few technicals and maybe have a couple guys, maybe have a player sit down uh, if he reaches that seven technical limit. Yep. So let, let's talk about some Pelicans here for a second. Is you know, David Griffin has come out yesterday and said, hey, it's a no-brainer. We're going to sign Zion Williamson to a max deal. And, you know, Zion has come out and said, oh, man, it's a no-brainer. Of course I'm going to sign my max deal. Of course it's not that easy because if it was such a no-brainer, it would already be signed and it would already be offered. The reports are that Zion wants the full five years guaranteed, which would be a $200-plus million deal. The Pelicans want to not guarantee a whole lot of that and make it a situation where if he plays and is healthy, he'll get the money, but... If not, you know, obviously he won't. Is this a situation where, A, I'll ask you this, would you give him the money? And then, B, there are two ways that this could go. This could be a Greg Oden where he keeps getting hurt and just completely fizzles out, or this could be a Joel Embiid where Embiid had some big injuries his first couple years, and now he's pretty much fine and he's an elite player. Which one do you see for Zion, and would you give him that money if you were New Orleans? Do you really want to know my answer to that first question? I think you already know the answer. No, I would not resign him. Absolutely not. And he doesn't deserve a max deal. And even if he gets it, he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't proven anything. He's proven in, in 15 minutes allowed spurts to be able to do something, and then you roll him off the court. Like, it's not me playing. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's supposed to be an elite athlete. Give him, give him more than that. This year he didn't play. And a lot of that he didn't want to play. I don't understand how you were at the ownership – and the general and the management and then the player are at such odd ends of having him play, not having him play, having that discussion, that back and forth, and then having him do between the leg dunks and warm ups to prove that he's not okay to play, and then come in here and, and expect a max deal. You have to expect the Pelicans to want something out of that because he, they haven't been showing anything. The fact that they're showing him some love and even 
talking about offering him this, but still want that in return. Hey, you, you need to you need to be able to maybe play a few games to ensure that you get paid, which is kind of a wild concept. <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I, I, to me, prove it, prove it to me before you before you get it done. So, you know, he may be on that MB trail, but I think he's 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 more along the Odin trail as of you know as of the second. Prove me wrong, and I'll, I'll be I'll be grateful. Yeah, I agree with that, and and you know. What is most interesting is that we still don't even know for sure, like if he wants to be part of this. You know, he's saying, "Oh yeah, I want to sign the max deal." That's just because New Orleans is the only team that off that could offer it to him. And you know, Anthony Davis was the same thing. Anthony Davis signed the big old fat deal, and then right after that, he wanted to get out. So you know, I hear all this talk of, "Oh man, I'm all in. I want to be. I want to do this. I want to do that." But then I see videos, and it's of him working out not in New Orleans, but at Duke. And I, I just am not all the way sold that he actually wants to be part of this. Hey, look, is that the type of player that the Pelicans need? They finished the season, no matter how they lost, they finished on a high note. They were, they were in a position where they maybe shouldn't have been playing at a higher level that maybe they shouldn't have been playing at. And they did all of that without him. You know, get a longer player, a player that fits in your system, a guy that could play, that could actually play defense, um, you know, Zion can score. There's no doubt about that. I'm not discrediting that. But the guy doesn't play defense. There's, and if you if you don't believe me, search Zion defensive deficiencies on YouTube, and there's a lot of breakdowns on there that, that'll back me up on that. Um, they need somebody that's going to play defense. That's the way their team's getting molded. That's the way that they're they're trending. They need another scorer. They could probably get somebody that could do all those things with the same amount of money that they're about to throw at a player that has not proven to do those things anywhere close or proven to do anything much less playing in an actual game of basketball. So let me ask you this. Okay, he's listed as 6'6", 284. I've seen the videos. He's probably closer to 304 than 284. If he slims down to 245, 250, something like that, a more manageable weight that he can probably stay healthier at, can he still be the bulldozer and be effective? Because I feel like part of the reason for his effectiveness is if he goes hard to the lane, no one's taking a charge because they don't want to get paralyzed by the 300-pound man of steel running them over. So, like, is this a situation where if he loses the weight and gets healthy, he won't be the same player? Because that's my concern. Uh, Casey, tell me, where, where are you playing him? You played him in the three, you played him in the four, you played him in the five. Where, in your mind, where does he fit? I don't know. I, I guess in the paint, because that's where he scores the best, but he can't defend in the paint. And you get down to 245 or 255, 235, then you really can't defend in the paint, and then you're gonna put him on the on the top of the key where he's gonna get just blown off his blown off his feet. That's it's, he's he's kind of a tweener, and if he's not as big, then I don't think he's as dominant. It's just let let, let that be somebody else's problem aside from the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, it's it's a tough decision to make because he's only 21, but I tend to agree. Um, let's talk some high school basketball. There are so many teams that'll be out at Ed White over the next two days. I was reading the schedule in the first segment of the show. Just about everybody's out there. Um, you've coached some high school ball before. How important are these summer league games to building your chemistry and figuring out who you could trust in your rotation and working on some situational things, everything of that sort? How important are these types of games? It, tremendously. It, the, just the development, the experience, and the fact that it, it, you know, it counts, but it doesn't really count. You're getting invaluable experience. I was talking to Trevor Repstock, who was – uh, one of the leaders on the first team that I, that I ever had the opportunity to help coach at Salafuji is now working for me at Danoff, does a tremendous job. We were talking about that. I said, man, Trevor, I said, Salafuji's playing tonight at E.D. White. I said, I remember going on those road trips and just finding yourself, finding what you're good at, finding what 
maybe a kid that didn't get a ton of minutes last year that maybe grew a little bit or, or, or bulked up or slimmed down, what role do they fit in now? It's all about just getting your team together, seeing where you fit in, and then you know getting ready for that for that season next year. The more games you play in the summer, I'm I'm always been an advocate for that. No no doubt that is tremendously uh, great experience to be able to do that. And I, I'm I'm planning on going watching basketball tonight. Yep, I hope so. Hope to see you there, man. If this weather could get out of here, um, let let me ask you this. Uh, let's talk some wrestling, then we'll talk some boxing, and then we'll get to some of your AAU stuff. Um, the big thing in wrestling, I remember the last time we had you on, it was all oh, man. Sasha walked out. Is that real? Whatever. Now there's all this stuff with MJF, and you know he's going off on this. He's no showing that. He's been removed from the AEW website, and you know he's been pulled. You know all of his videos have been pulled, and I think that this is a big old work. But I do think that there's also enough like realism to it that where it makes it entertaining because I do think at the end of the day he does end up wanting to go to WWE. But what are your thoughts about this as you're seeing all this madness going on around around that one guy? It's attention. He's bringing himself, you know, he's bringing himself to to be entertained. We're talking about it again. I thought that was entertaining. And then, you know, as you said, they're kind of taking all all of his, uh, you know, his image and likeness out of out of what they're doing. From what I understand, he's maybe at a contract law. That he set himself up for to be a prime player. I don't know why you wouldn't want a guy like that that just exuded so much passion um, in, in kind of doing something like that. I don't know why you wouldn't want a guy like that on your roster. Obviously, the fans, he's hot. So why why wouldn't you want to bring him on, no matter what company you are? But I actually got a chance to. I'm not a I'm not a 100 wrestling fan like I used to be. But uh, Sunday night, watching LSU baseball, watching the finals, and then I had three different devices on. I actually was watching the WWE pay per view. What a performance by Cody yeah. Rhodes with that that busted whatever shoulder tricep whatever he has. You got to gut that out, man. That that was tremendous, and I, I think. They're playing it up correctly, maybe a little bit too much, but the fans are eating that up. That's that's a great storyline, great angle right there. That was named today. I don't know if you saw. It was the first five star match from Dave Meltzer in WWE in eleven years. So for him to give a match five stars and it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome, you know, it was really good. It, it was. I, I was thoroughly entertained, and that that was actually on my my bigger screen TV because it was just the anticipation of the match in itself, and then you know seeing him come out, come seeing Cody Rhodes come out. And then you know, putting on a performance that that he did with Seth Rollins, who's always entertaining. That was just a, a, a unbelievable athletic performance on both sides. So I've been studying my Facebook and Instagram feeds in recent days, and I've been some things. I've uh, been seeing some things that Martin Verdon has been posting of Jonathan Guidry. His fight tomorrow against Dakari Scott will be taking place out in Miami. That'll be a ten-round fight. Scott is seven and zero. Um, Jonathan looks to be in pretty good shape, man. Saw some videos and some pictures, and you know he doesn't have the, the the belly, and you know he's kind of trimmed down. He looks to be big and strong, so he's coming into the fight ready to go. Don't know a whole lot about the the guy that he's going up against, but this is going to be a big opportunity, and I think Jonathan's going to be in position to give it his best. Yeah, I, I'm kind of seeing the same stuff you see, and I think Jonathan's fighting for he's got a bigger purpose right now with his his promoter, you know, passing away Les Banano, making that his last official business deal before he passed, which is unbelievable story right there in itself he's ready he looks ready i think from what i've been seeing he's mentally ready uh dakari scott again see you know we talked about it uh two weeks ago when i was on he's in that same mold he's not the bodybuilder type of heavyweight he's more of a of a shorter stockier heavy set heavyweight so you're not going to have a trevor bryan jonathan gidry fight where trevor bryan can keep jonathan maybe at the end of his jab at will now jonathan's going to have an opportunity to come in and fight if he's in shape there's not too many people, um, you know, at that at that level that where where he's at, uh, that could go toe to toe inside with him. So, 
Scott's not going to be able to run around. He's not built like that. That's going to be that's going to be a middle of the ring. They call it a phone booth type of fight where. You know, you close the door to phone booth and just let these guys go at it. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good scrap. I think both of them are coming to fight. They're both fighting for something. And the, to me, the winner is gonna get a contract. That's, that's kind of why this fight's happened. It's kind of a mid, middle of the road type of deal where if you lose, you kind of got to reevaluate what you want to do. And if you win, you want the bigger and better things. Two shorter, stocky, you know, bigger heavyweights in the middle of the ring. There's no way this goes ten, huh? Like somebody's gonna land a clean one and knock the other out. You think, huh? This is the kind of fight you want to see at the cutoff future on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just going to be a brawl, but I don't know. There's, I don't think it's going to see the 10th round. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's let's talk some AAU basketball. Coach, are you guys playing anywhere this weekend? And then also, got to give a shout-out, man. A bunch of your kids went out to the LSU camp, got a chance to rub some elbows with Kim Mulkey. Heck, one of your kids won Miss Basketball at the camp. That'd be uh, Miss Emery. Uh, Ingram winning uh, Miss Basketball. Man, uh, the, the the Lady Flash players are working hard and are getting better and are and making some big impressions to some very prominent people. It's easy to coach, man. Uh, special group of kids. You got Leighton Fuller who didn't uh, – I don't know if she didn't get the picture or whatever. She won an award, I think, the hardest worker. And you you got a ton of kids out there. It's not like there's five or six or, or even 30. There's uh, Kim Mulkey t- uh, tweeted out a picture uh, late last night or early this morning. Um, as the biggest camp that she's ever been a part of, and it's, it's unbelievable, man. These kids work so hard. Um, this weekend, we are playing in an LGR event in um, Lafayette called the Governor's Games, which is run by Rudy Macklin. Something that's, that's a multi-sport event. I've done it in boxing. Now I'm getting to do it in basketball. Uh, eight teams in our bracket. We are playing our fifth grade and sixth grade. There's, I think there's another eight teams in the sixth grade bracket. Um, some teams, teams coming in from Texas. We got some teams from our local area. Uh, New Orleans, Baton Rouge is going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, we could uh, we could we could pull it out. We, we practiced last night. We had a really good practice. We got a lot of people bought in right now, and you know we're we're kind of trying to fine tune what we're what we're trying to accomplish to uh, before we get to nationals. You know, the thing about coaches is that you guys are never satisfied fully. You know, no matter how much you win a game by, you know, coaches are never going to be fully satisfied. So I'm going to ask you to nitpick. What are some areas of play that you all could get better at here in the next couple of tournaments? Look, we, we may have won <clears> – <throat> I'm not going to go that deep, but we may we won pretty big in our state championship game, 33-6. to six. We could have – we should have won by a lot more. The defense, defense is always there. We play tremendous defense. We have kind of a crazy man zone package that we like to run. We'll, ha- we'll half court you to death. We'll full court you to death. Depending on how – you know, what your skill set is, we're going to bring something different or something you're not used to. Offensively, we get looks. We get clean looks. We got to finish. That's something that we, we harped on. I practiced the last two weeks finishing in the basket, whether it be full speed, whether it be with contact. That's something that, that we've been working on. Our footwork to just finish at the rim. Um, rebounding, we could probably get a little bit better at. We have grown by leaps and bounds. We understand now what we need to do to be able to get that done. We're always undersized, but we're never underplayed. And that's something that, you know, you've been a part of, part of my coach staff before. We're never going to be the bigger team. We're always going to be the smarter team, and we're always going to work harder. And that seems to continue to grow. Uh, but finishing at the rim, our, our shooting mid-range, something that no team does. I don't know even know how we do it. I guess just because of what we do in practice. And then our three-point shots are – we probably shoot better than any team I've ever been a part of. Uh, but finishing at the rim, even clean looks, we have trouble finishing. And I, I'm not sure why, but we're, we're, we're definitely working on that. How cool is it to see – it was like I'm sure that in years past, Ellis, you did do camps under Nicky Fargus and – you know, maybe they just weren't promoted as heavily or, you know, people didn't, you know, weren't as excited to go or whatever. But, like, I'm looking at the camp and, like, 
not only is Kim Mulkey there, like for photo ops and you know to kiss babies, like she's active and she's communicating and she's talking to the campers. And like I'm thinking to myself, is like man, the the seven or eight year old me would have loved this. Like I'm seeing that these kids. Not only are they getting the photo op, but they're getting like actual coaching from one of the best coaches of all time. And look, she even has the players bought in. Um, and I had a couple moms talk to me last night about you know kids talking to the players, some of the seniors that they've seen on TV and, you know, that they've respected prior to walking in here and getting to kind of meet, you know, uh, somebody that they, that they look up to and then get to chat with Kim Mulkey. That's, she's a recruiter. You know, yeah. sometimes you're a better recruiter than you are a coach or vice versa. She's, she's, she's got it all. And that's why she's successful. You got to start at the grassroots level. You got to start. You can't tell me you're a 10 year old girl just to say one of my girls on my, on my lady flash team. You can't tell me that going to that camp, speaking with the player, speaking with the coach, that if you are good enough to be able to play at that level, that that's not going to be where you want to go. Obviously, they've got that first contact. You've been treated well. you got their great facilities. You can't tell me they're not going to want to go there. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Well, look, brother, we thank you so much for the time, as always. We'll get you again next Friday. Okay, pal? Hey, man, I'm glad we got a chance to make it work. Thanks, Case. Yes, sir. That is Damien St. Pierre doing a great job. As always, we love chatting with him. They've got such a wonderful and talented an extremely gifted AAU team. We hope very much so that they can make some things happen this week, and we know that we, that they will. We're very confident in that. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we got our weekend predictions out of this break. You're listening to KLEB. We'll be right back. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first.
first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic childcare skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Like, I feel like when this song plays on Play by Play, that I need a championship belt spray painted with PBP across the front. And I feel like I need to spray paint my already black beard even blacker. And I need to be playing a fake guitar on my championship belt. It's Hollywood Hogan's theme music. Voodoo Child. Some Jimi Hendrix. We're rocking and rolling. We've got 20 minutes to go on what has been an awesome week on Play by Play. We have had several really good shows. More important than having several really good shows. We've had several very well downloaded shows this week. This has probably been our most downloaded week since starting the show in December. I'm not going to lie to you all. A lot of that has to do with the fact that our episode where we did the rant uh, involving Central LaFouche got so heavily trafficked. Thousands, thousands with a T of downloads. Folks have been eating that episode up. But more important than that is I think people are understanding and realizing like, hey, Casey does this every day. So people are catching on to the idea that like, hey, this isn't just a Saturday morning thing anymore. It's a Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thing now where you could hear your local high school sports talk and all of the things that we're doing. We thank Damian St. Pierre for his time in the last segment. We thank Chandler Guitros for his time. We thank Cornell Scott for his time. We have certainly enjoyed our Friday and hope the same for you all. Tiger Woods, our guy, has joined Michael Jordan and LeBron James as billionaire athletes per Forbes. Truth be told, Tiger Woods would be the most... uh, lucrative one probably of them all if not for the divorce right like he's a billionaire and and that's after having lost not lost but having had to share about half of his fortune at one point in the prime of his career so kudos to tiger for making that happen uh cincinnati houston and ucf will be joining the big 12 in 2023 which almost certainly ensures that this will be the last year for texas and oklahoma in the big 12 they're almost now certainly going to be going to the SEC. I think a lot of people forget that, right? Like that kind of has escaped from the headlines. I think people kind of have forgotten the fact that the SEC, as great as the conference is, is now going to be adding some big, big time powerhouse programs. And think beyond football, guys. Think beyond football. What's this going to do to softball? Because guess what? Last night in the NCAA softball championship, it was guess who? It was Texas versus Oklahoma. So, you know, all the sports across the entire athletic spectrum are going to get better. Texas and Oklahoma are solid in basketball. Obviously, football is the king. They're pretty good at baseball. Like, they are going to make the conference top to bottom so, so much better. And that's something to very much be excited and look forward to. But anyway, let's get to our weekend predictions. Our first weekend prediction is this, this wave that Boston is on right now, it ain't going away. It ain't going away. Like a lot of, I told you guys before this series started, go back in the archives, find us in the iTunes library, subscribe. I told you guys before the series started, 
Boston's more athletic. Boston could run out to the three-point line and chase out those shooters. Boston can make them go off the dribble and then make them try to finish in traffic at the lane. Boston could create advantages on switches on the other end of the floor and get big guys on small guys. How often do you see the Celtics do a pick and roll where they're putting Jason Tatum at the top, running a screen with Steph Curry's man, getting the switch, and then it's Curry versus Tatum, one-on-one to the rim. Guess what? It's like a matador. Ole! Go straight to the goal, make a layup. How often have we seen that in this series? Boston has some advantages physically in terms of their strength, their size, their length, their athleticism, and maybe even a little bit of their hunger, right? Because they've not won it all. Golden State kind of has. Don't know how focused they are, right? You got Draymond Green who's podcasting, and he seems to be content to be a media guy. And you know Curry's kind of shaken up with the injury now. He's going to play tonight, but he's kind of shaken up. I, I just think that that wall is starting to have some cracks in it, and Boston's going to continue to further exploit them. Next weekend prediction is this. I think that the Live Golf Tour is going to have a good weekend finish. We've talked about the Live Golf Tour here throughout the week and how I think it's a good thing for the sport. A lot of folks disagree with that. And hey, if you got political reasons to disagree, you don't like the Saudi money, whatever it may be, that's fine. But just also understand that this is a nation that you live in that thrives off of Saudi money. So Kind of check the morals at the door. It's business. Business is business. And I think more competition for the game of golf and more places for players to play, more opportunities to get the sport on television are better for everyone involved. This thing doesn't have a TV deal yet. I don't think it's going to be long before you're seeing them on television. I've been watching a little bit throughout the course of the week. They've got a cool, exciting format with the shotgun starts and the team play and This thing ain't going anywhere. They've got enough money. They're going to ride this thing out. This thing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Next prediction. I think my Atlanta Braves have found something. I think they're going to continue to play well. They've won eight games in a row now. They're 31-27. and And they just seem to have found the pitching mix that works. You know, they put Strider out of the bullpen, put him into the starting lineup uh, as as a pitcher. Charlie Martin is kind of finding a little bit. Ian Anderson's finding a little bit. They're kind of getting their bullpen roll straight. Offensively, they've moved Azuna down in the lineup. Acuna's playing more regularly. A lot of the little things that Atlanta was really struggling with at the beginning of the season, they're starting to get figured out now. They've won eight in a row. They're 31-27, and and I think they're going to continue to play well. And I think they're going to put themselves into position to be one of the top teams in the National League. I don't think that's too much to ax. I, I think that they're um, and they, they're still flexible too. They supposedly got a little bit of money to spend. If there are any needs that pop up, bullpen arms, starting pitching arms, whatever, they could go out and get some guys at the deadline. So I think Atlanta's in a good position. Next weekend prediction is going to be this. I think that the Dodgers are going to beat the hell out of the Giants this weekend out in San Francisco. Um at Los Angeles is 37 and 20, and it's easy. It's it's really kind of cheap, to be honest with you, to just say every show, oh, I think the Dodgers are going to be good. Yeah, we get it. The Dodgers are one of the best teams in baseball. But playing in San Francisco has been a bit of a challenge for them in years past. Uh, but they're going on the road now, taking on a Giants team that's 30 and 27, and I think they're going to win that series and stay atop the NL West um, and just continue to keep and set that pace. College baseball. Let me give you some predictions there. I'm going to go through super regional by super regional and tell you what I think is going to happen there. So let's do this. Okay, let's start. We've got 
By the way, we do have one score. East Carolina is leading Texas 6-2 in the Greenville Super Regional. I think they're going to win that Super Regional. I think Virginia Tech is going to win over Oklahoma in that Super Regional. Tennessee and Notre Dame. Notre Dame's talked a lot of noise for a team that's about to get blasted in two. Tennessee has the best hitters. They've got the best pitchers. They are going to dominate that Super Regional out in Knoxville. That's a wild crowd, a wild environment, crazy atmosphere. Notre Dame's not ready for what's coming. And I'll give you a spoiler right now. One of my betting picks is Tennessee with the with the run line today, minus one and a half. I think the Volunteers are going to dominate Notre Dame this coming weekend and cruise in that series. I like Louisville to upset Texas A&M over in College Station. Louisville just scores a lot. like They just score so many damn runs, it's hard to discount them in a best-of-three series. So I like Louisville in that one. And then tomorrow's Super Regionals. <laughs> Let's go to the 11th, and I could tell you that I like Arkansas to defeat North Carolina out in Chapel Hill. I like Ole Miss to beat Southern Miss. Oh, God, I hope Ole Miss beats Southern Miss. Southern Miss's fans, at the whenever LSU was there, they're just brutally annoying and just making noise. Uh, I hope Ole Miss beats Southern Miss. I like uh, Oregon State to beat Auburn, and I like Stanford to beat Connecticut. So I like a lot of chalk, a lot of the home teams. Was, look, man, as Seth Thibodeau said earlier in the week when he was on our show, the home team wins like 70% of the time, right? So it's an opportunity for a lot of these teams to punch their ticket, and we look forward to some very exciting college baseball over the weekend. I don't know how much of it I'll be watching without LSU in the field, and there's a lot of high school basketball in the area and this, that, and the other, but I will certainly be keeping up with the scoreboard and trying to see how things are going to shake themselves out. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. When we get back, I've got betting picks for you all, and we'll kind of go through some of the weekend headlines. It is play-by-play wrapping up our week here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of bluebell And good friends gathered round the good old days are being made right now. Our original gold-rimmed, homemade vanilla. The country's gold standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand-cranked taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home right on the carton. The good old days are being made right now. The good old Look for Bluebell Ice Cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When you order 
curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas. DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB, Casey Gisclair. We've got, oh, about six or seven minutes left with you all today. Looking out the window, looks like the bad weather is uh, still here, but, uh, man, I got to tell you, it isn't as bad as it was earlier in the show. Earlier in the show, I looked out the window, it was black, like nighttime, and, you know, the vines and the trees here to my left were whipping against the window, like, so couldn't even hardly see because it was raining so hard. So it looks like it has slacked off a little bit. Hope that the weather is kind of washing out and we could have a good weekend ahead. Uh, let's get you your three betting picks. The first one I told you, I think Tennessee is going to cover the run line today against Notre Dame. I I just think that sometimes in sports you have to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it all week long. I have seen, and look, college baseball is not a heavily reported on sports. So the fact that I'm seeing this being reported um, in that sport specifically leads me to believe that like, Tennessee's going to be ready to go. I've seen all week long Notre Dame outfielder such and such says, you know, oh, Tennessee's very beatable. Or, you know, Notre Dame shortstop such and such says, you know, they can't wait to play Tennessee. And just better be careful what you wish for, man. This is a Tennessee team that has been absolutely dominant. And not only have they been absolutely dominant, when they win games, they beat the hell out of their opponents. So last week I did the research, something like 30 or 32 or 33 wins, something like that. 33 of their wins this season have been five by five or more runs. That's ridiculous, man. And now all we're doing is asking them to win by two at home against a team that they're better than with their ace on the mound. Nah, man, I don't even know if Notre Dame's going to score in the game. Tennessee's pitching has been so good. I think the Volunteers win eight to two type of thing, and then I think they cruise in game one. Notre Dame's not ready for those problems that they're going to see in Knoxville today. I think the Volunteers, Tony Vitalo, 
And look, they're a team with a little vibe now, a little swagger. They, they, they're a little cocky. They like to let you know that they're good. But I love that. In baseball, you need that. You need that little bit of attitude. One of my favorite players in baseball was Josh Donaldson, who was in Atlanta Brave for a year or two. One of the things I like the most about him is he's got that little vibe about him. He's got that little um, arrogance, I guess you could say, right? He's good and he knows it. And I think you need guys like that in baseball. Tennessee's got a coach like that. They've got a locker room full of guys like that. And I think that the volunteers are going to be ready to go this weekend. Next pick, I like the Yankees to cover the run line today against the Cubs. It's hard to bet against the Yankees, man. Yankees are really damn good, dude. Like, they give up runs, and then they just say, all right, no problem. We'll just go score 10 or 12. Then when their pitchers are on, they say, all right, no biggie. We'll beat you 4 to nothing. Last night against the Twins, they gave up a ton. Garrett Cole gave up two straight home runs to start the game. They gave up seven, eight runs. You think, okay, well, this is the night that the Yankees are going to get beat, 7-3. to three. Nope. They just show up and score 11 or 12, and they beat you anyway. They could beat you multiple types of ways. And we talk about this a lot in basketball. One of the reasons why we favored Boston over Golden State is they had multiple ways to win. The Yankees are that way in baseball. They've got the slugging. They've got Judge. They've got Stanton and Sanchez and all the LeMayhew, all the great offensive players, Hicks, all those guys that could get on base, drive guys in, big thumpers. They've also got a dynamite and dominant pitching staff. And I think that the Yankees are going to cover that run line today against the Cubs and take care of business and get the win in that one. What else we got? Let's see if we could pick another winner here out of the bunch. I got a list of them. Let me give you one. Let's see. We like. Let's go under seven today between the Miami Marlins and the Houston Astros. Garcia is on the mound for Houston. He's been very solid on the year. <laughs> Here's the dirty little secret about Houston. Um, they're really good, right? They're going to be in contention. They're going to be playing until the very end. They're going to be a playoff team, all that stuff, everything of that stuff. Their offense isn't really that good. At times, they'll get beat 3-1. to one. At times, they'll struggle with runners in scoring position. Like Their offense is not as explosive as it used to be. Today, they're facing Pablo Lopez. <laughs> I think Pablo's going to hold them down. Allow them to two, three runs. I think that on the flip side to that, Garcia is going to hold down a Miami offense that's very limited. I like under eight in this one, and I think it's going to be well under eight. I think there's going to be five runs scored in that game, three to two type ball game. So give me the under in that one. Very quickly at the headlines, and then we're out of here. We've got about 90 seconds to go. I already told you uh, Tiger Woods is now a billionaire. I already told you Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are joining the Big 12. Hunter Renfro has agreed to a $32 million deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a big move there for him. Bryson DeChambeau has officially joined the Live Golf Series and has resigned from the PGA Tour. That is a widely rumored move that has now been made official. DeChambeau will be joining the Live Golf Series. That's a big fish, man. Like He hasn't played well in the last year, has been battling some physical issues or whatever. If he refines his form... He may legitimately be the best player in the world. And, and now he's not playing on the PGA Tour. That's a really big deal. So DeChambeau's moving off to um, what he believes are greener pastures. Oklahoma wins the Women's College World Series, defeating Texas 10-5 to yesterday. Just a mean machine. They were so good. They were far and away the best team in the sport. And then one more, Shohei Otani hit a home run and pitched well on the mound as the Los Angeles Angels snapped. Their 14-game losing streak and beat the Boston Red Sox last night. Otani was excellent as he tends to be. 
for an Angels team that, quite frankly, should be better than that record indicates. Man, they're now back below 500. Now, I get it. Before the 14-game losing streak, they were 10 games above 500. But you can't just wipe away the fact that it happened. Curious to see what happens the rest of the way with Los Angeles. They're 28-31 and 31 now, three games below. Do they right the ship and get things back right? Or do they continue to sink and continue to struggle and find themselves being sellers at the deadline? We want to thank Chandler Guitros, Cornell Scott, Damian St. Pierre for their time. We want to thank you all for listening. It's been a great week of shows here on KLEB. We're going to wrap up right here. We'll be back tomorrow with the Sports Corner brought to you by Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute. And then Monday, we're right back here at the same time. One more time, our sponsors, the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion, Southland Dodge and Homa. The industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Also want to thank Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish. Hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Also want to thank Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then lastly, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Casey Jiskler wrapping up. Stay dry, stay safe. Hope to be back here Monday, God willing, continuing to fight the good fight. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.